Good afternoon. Officially afternoon. It is exactly noon on Tuesday, 15 days before the start of the early signing period in what promises to be the wildest couple of weeks we've probably ever seen in college football. We are going to talk about it with Sean Williams here on the Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show. We're brought to you every single Tuesday by Brandon Barnes. Um, couple years ago, I don't want to say it was more than a couple. I don't want to date Brandon, but it was more than a couple. Um, he was two weeks away from signing a national letter of intent to play college football at Missouri. He is now your guy. Speaking of signing things, if you want to uh, sign a piece of paper that might save you a lot of money, hit up Brandon. Uh, he is in the mortgage business now at USA Mortgage, and he's going to get you the most competitive rates Great customer service, whether you're looking for looking at a new house, whether you're refinancing, whatever you want to do. Brandon's the guy you need to hit up. Showmemortgage.com. You can get a quote online there. Or if you prefer to talk to somebody, give Brandon a call at 573-818-2772 or 573-590-0001. Those numbers will remain on your screen uh, throughout the show. So you can reference them if you are listening on the podcast. Just like skip back 15 seconds and uh, listen to me repeat the numbers so I don't have to repeat them. But I'll say them again at the end of the show. So without further ado, we will uh, bring in Sean Williams, whose cell phone number I am not giving away on this uh, on this fine Please broadcast don't. today. <laughs> What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, yeah, I will not return any phone calls from the state of Missouri that call me if well, you do that. So I guess I'm in trouble then. I'll just text you. <laughs> um, well, I've got your name saved, okay. so it's random numbers. So. Okay, so, um, I mean, nothing happening in college football these days. Like, these, yeah, last, these last three days have been nuts, and some of it, like, that we've had to cover, I mean, you know, transfers out and, and things happening, and then some of it that you're just kind of watching from afar going – Oh my God, like the craziest, dumbest sport in the world just got crazier and dumber in the last 72 hours. Yeah, crazy. Uh, just, you know, obviously it's transfer season. That's big. We, you know, obviously Missouri's had quite a few transfers going out. So there's a lot of other programs, you know, it's just that time of year where the regular season ends. But I mean, yeah, the uh, college football coaching uh, whirlwind is pretty amazing. Uh, the fact that these high profile coaches are just like, hey, peace out uh in the middle of the night and uh they're not really communicating with their uh, current teams and they're like see you later i'm taking more money and i'm going to the sec and or i'm going to usc and i'm making a lot of money uh man it's crazy man <laughs> yeah i saw uh, i saw a tweet that said seven of the 20 winningest programs in the history of college football have coaching vacancies uh, at the same time which is unbelievable uh it, it's also my favorite thing that with fans who follow recruiting like Literally, the instant a coach leaves, the only thing that matters is which ones of his commits or transfers can we get. Like it immediately <laughs> is just like straight to that, and then it it kind of uh, dovetails into okay, well, if this other guy gets his job, then which one of his commits and transfers can we get? Yeah, I think there was probably three or four of those different threads on our board just from the Oklahoma Lincoln Rally going to USC and, you know, Oklahoma's uh, 
um, you know, possible guys that are, could trans enter the transfer portal. And then, you know, obviously some of their 2022 commitments as well. So yeah, it's always fun. Uh, it's always fun to talk about. Uh, and most of those are kind of pipe dreams, you know, uh, for happening, but, uh, it's, it's fun to talk about. I mean, you know, you got to think a lot of those, you know, there's definitely possibilities for transfers and, but it's just, it's just crazy to see, you know, um, just uh, going from Oklahoma to USC, you know, most people think it's a lateral move, but when you, you know, when a, a program like USC throws a lot more money at you, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a difference maker. I and mean, we're seeing that with LSU too, you know, throwing a lot of money at Brian Kelly and then Brian Kelly skirts out in the middle of the night uh, on Notre Dame. And, you know, he's, you notice a lot of those coaches that make these moves, they, they usually leave out in the like 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> on the if, plane, right? Look, Anybody want to pay me $15 million a year, I'm on a 5 a.m. flight, and neither you or Mitchell will get a text from me. Uh, you might right. eventually get a text, but it won't be top of mind, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, so I think Missouri got the Oklahoma decommitment that really mattered to Missouri already this year. Um, that happened with Luther Burden, obviously, a couple months ago. Um, right. Look, let's just say off the top, Spencer Rattler's not transferring to Missouri. Caleb Williams is not transferring to Missouri. These are things I know. Um, the one but that is are following him, though. <laughs> this, this is true. The one that, like, at least holds a little bit of intrigue for me, and I don't know, I want to be clear, like, this is just pure speculation, is I wonder if with Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame and Missouri having a lot of success in St. Louis – if Tyson Ford is something that could be back on the radar, I, I mean, I think Missouri will at least check into it. I have absolutely no idea if he'd be receptive or not. Notre Dame seems to be one of those places where, like, kids pretty early on, they're the favorite, and once they commit, like, that's just where they always wanted to go to school. It's got a little bit of that aura about it. So I have no idea if, if Tyson Ford would be interested in listening or looking around, but I do think probably there will at least be a phone call made. Oh, yeah, I think so. I, and actually, I did check the Notre Dame board this morning because, hey, you know, it's what I do. I like to see people melt down and, and you know, say crazy responses and things like that. But um, uh, I think Mike Singer said that Tyson Ford is probably going to stick with his commitment to Notre Dame. And I don't know if that's he actually talked to him yet or if that was just a perception uh, because, you know, he picked Notre Dame so early in the process and he seems pretty, pretty tied to the fighting hours. So. But, yeah, I think uh, a phone call will definitely be warranted and, you know, just kind of see if, if there's any interest there that maybe he would come and check out Missouri before he signs. So. Yeah, another factor there is Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator. A lot of people think he might be Notre Dame's head coach, and if that's the case, obviously it helps. The the one other guy that, that people have asked about, and I don't know if anybody's asked, if, you, if you've got questions, comments, put them in the comment queue. We're going to get to them um, here shortly. But the other one people have asked about is Gentry Williams at Oklahoma, and, and I've just said, I, again, I think Missouri will make a call, but, I mean, Gentry Williams is a Tulsa kid who committed to Oklahoma, and, oh, by the way, one of his other official visits was USC. Something tells right. me if it's not Oklahoma at this point, it's probably USC. Yeah, I think Oklahoma's current 2022 class is going to have to be have to worry about getting poached by Riley at USC. You know, I think he's going to reach out to a lot of those kids and and you know see if they want to come over there. So that, that's an interesting storyline to follow as well. So, yeah, speaking of speaking of Oklahoma um, and Oklahoma kids, this was an interesting one to me that I'd never seen before. I think it was about a week ago, Chris McClellan, who Missouri offered and was in on and it then kind of fell out on top 100 kid, mm -hmm. I think. 
But like he committed to Florida when Florida didn't have a coach. That's it, it, like on one hand, it's admirable if, hey, I'm committing to the school and the program and I like it. But on the other hand, there's no guarantee Billy Napier thinks, yeah, you're a guy. I, like he, Billy Napier could very, and this is why I don't blame any kids for decommits or transfers or anything. Like he could walk right. in and go, eh, you're not really what we're looking for. Agree. Uh, I I like it that he's and he actually did say that he's like, hey, I committed to Florida for the school, you know, not for the coaches and everything like that. So I mean, I think that's kind of cool. And I guess you know he's good with whatever coaching changes happen there. Billy Napier, on the other hand, I think when he gets to Florida, he's like, oh, Chris McClellan, yeah, I don't think I had a lot of you guys at Louisiana, so I think I'll probably keep you around. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I'm not so, saying that's likely that he drops Chris McClellan. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a little bit of a dangerous game, but it, yeah, it, and we'll. We'll get to to the questions and more Mizzou specific stuff, but like we both covered recruiting for for quite a while, and I've seen a lot of tweets in the last twenty four hours, forty eight hours about you know how Lincoln Riley did this awful thing to these kids, and Brian Kelly is the worst person ever, and he left these kids. Like, welcome to the way 98% of the college football world works. I mean, you've covered Vanderbilt recruiting for a while. Where was the national outrage when James Franklin left for Penn State, right? If if in two yeah. years Eli Drinkwitz leaves Missouri for, for a bigger and better program, where are going to be all the national columns calling him the work? Sorry it happened to programs that you guys pay more attention to, but this is freaking college football. Like, Lincoln Riley's not the first guy to ever leave for a better job. And yeah, it sucks for the kids, but guess what? They can all leave too. And and I'm not saying it's right. It's why the kids should have more freedom. But just this idea that, oh my God, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly are the first coaches to ever change jobs. I mean, just because it happened at two programs that it doesn't usually happen to, I kind of say, good. Welcome to the way the rest of the peasants live. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on all that. You know, I think it's uh, interesting that people are kind of making a big deal about it. But, I mean, it, there is a reason to make a big deal about it. Usually you don't see, uh, you know, a coach go from Oklahoma to USC, or usually you don't see a coach go from Notre Dame to LSU. So, I mean, it's kind of rarity in, in uh, coaching circles. But, man, so much money is being given to these guys or offered to these guys that, uh, you know, you're going to see these these things happen a lot more, you know. Uh, it's funny that, you, do, you know, like USC, they – you know they've been searching for a coach for two months, and it's been relatively quiet. But apparently they had a, they had a, they had a bullet in the chamber, man, and they were just ready for ready for Lincoln Riley's regular season to uh, commence before they pulled the trigger on that. So um, it's pretty been pretty amazing to follow. And yeah, um, <clears throat> according to the, you know going back to the kids, I mean the kids have all the a lot more freedom in the world now. You know in terms of just entering the transfer portal and then you know not having to set out a year. So. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it sucks for the kids, but if, you know, they want to, if they want to enter the transfer portal and move on somewhere else, they have the freedom to do that now. So, um, or, yeah, it's, yeah. Or like, just decommit like yeah, half of or, Oklahoma's yeah, class is already decommitted kids decommit, uh, players that are on the roster, enter the transfer portal and see what happens. You know, you, you, you won't be punished for a year so. Yeah. And I did see literally the first thing Lincoln Riley did was visit this, like, uh, Relique Brown did an in-home visit with him. Like, he's been committed to Oklahoma, and he did an in – his first in-home visit for USC was to that kid. I mean, look, this is – He's not uh, – he's not uh, – he's not pulling back any punches, is he? He's just like, <laughs> if like you were, as I want. I'm going to go after him, man. I don't really care. If you were ever under any impression that this was anything but a cutthroat 
full-on business, like, get rid A, that's your fault. Like, it hasn't been anything but that for, like, 30 years. But, like, get rid yeah. of that, dude. This is this is big business. And, frankly, hey, the kids have avenues to make money now, and they have the transfer waiver. So, Right. It's it's fair game on both sides. I don't I don't really have any issue. Um, we've got a, a good number of questions and comments. And I want to invite you guys to continue to uh, to put those up, and and we're going to start going through them right now. And um, the magic man wants to know. I had tweeted uh, shortly before the show that uh, Mizzou was checking in on a potential transfer. He wants to know who that is, and. I will say in exchange, should you want to know, you click that link that goes to PowerMizzou.com's premium message board and you will find it. No disrespect to the fine viewers we have here. We appreciate everything you guys have done to engage us. Um, but also there are people that pay us for information and um, Magic Man, you may be one of those. And if you are, click the link and you'll know. If you aren't right now, you can sign up for PowerMizzou.com for just $20.21 for a year. Uh, Sean, that seems like a good deal to me. It seems like something they should do. Yeah, I mean, the promo is good till Friday, so take advantage of it. We have links all over the site, so uh, yeah, click on it and sign up. No freeloaders on this podcast, okay? You're going to have to go on the message board and check that out or wait for the chamber, which will be behind the paywall, which you'll have to pay for and sign up for. So there you so, go. So if you don't sign up, Sean's basically saying you'll never know. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just, but, it, It's just never going to be out there. Talking about transfers, obviously the transfer portal is a big thing. Missouri's had some transfers out. They're going to look at transfers. We don't think they'll look at a lot of them right now. Uh, that'll probably be more toward you know the February signing period and beyond. That's the thing with the transfer portal. You can always add dudes uh, up until spring pr or fall practice. You know, so um, there's a lot of options in there, and there'll be more options to hit the portal throughout the week, throughout the rest of the year, in the next year after spring practice. So um, that the portal is just a never-ending thing, you know. And you can add to your roster up until fall practice. So you know, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, go sign up for PowerMizzou.com. There you go. Twenty-one a year. Scott Clark wants to know, have we seen the initial wave of transfers? And if so, should we expect the next round to be after the bowl game? I mean, I'm not going to rule out that there could be another kid or two between now and, you know, December, whatever, 20-something that Missouri plays a bowl game. There, there could be one or two more, but I think the four kids yesterday, like they knew they were leaving. They had meetings with the coaching staff and just made their decision and get in the portal and get it started as soon as possible. So I think you will see some more after a bowl game before the start of second semester, you know? Um, and I think there's, I think there's some, uh, some value in saying, you know, I'm, I'm cool with practicing for a couple of weeks, going and getting my bowl gifts and, and, you know, put a little <laughs> swag in my, in my backpack before I leave Columbia for the last time. I don't think that's the worst idea. And then I think you're going to see yeah. the third round of it, you know, after spring football, because you are going to have a group of kids who says, I can win a starting job in spring ball. I know I can. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to come and find out they can't. And they're going to go, okay, well, I gave it a shot. Now I'm going to go take a look somewhere else. Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to mention spring ball. I think you'll see probably more after spring ball because of that aspect. You know, you've got, you've got kids that are coming in here and say, hey, I can, I can compete for a starting job if they don't get it they'll enter the portal after spring ball. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of your next couple of stages of, of transfers out and, uh, and in terms of the rotation coming up. 
Okay, Ostock wants to know what position has a better chance of having a starter next year from the transfer portal: quarterback, running back, or wide receiver? And Sean, I'm just gonna let I'm gonna say nothing and let you give your answer because I've I've got some ideas here, but but I let you hit this one first. I mean, I guess he's wanting specific offensive offensive side of the ball. I'd definitely go for defensive side of the ball for immediate starters. But um, if I'm going to pick between those three spots, I mean, I guess running back, if you can find a good one out there, you know. Uh, but yeah, I think wide receiver is a possibility. Quarterback, just I think I don't think to. Maybe they'll get a transfer. I don't. I don't really kind of see that happening right now. But yeah, I think like running back first. If you're looking offensive side of the ball in those three aspects, running back, wide receiver. So that would be my uh, option. Obviously, my first pick would be a defensive line or linebacker. But yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, given those, I think ultimately the answer is none. I I don't think they have a starter at that at any of those positions from the portal next year. But given those choices, if you say it's going to be which one. It's going to be one, which one is it? I would go running back. And so this is where, you know, like if you're writing a, writing something up or if you're at a press conference and there's just a quote and you're like, well, I know this thing lasted 30 minutes, but I know it's these six seconds that everybody's going to focus on. It's like these next 15 seconds that everybody's going to focus on. And I know you're going to get mad at it. I really don't think Missouri's taking a transfer quarterback. I'd be very surprised if it happens. I mean, it would have to be – a situation where it's a grad transfer guy with one year who hits the portal and reaches out to Missouri and says, I want to come here, and they go, well, we just can't say no to this, right? I mean, if if you've got – and I don't even have anybody in mind, but, like, if you've got some kid who had threw for 3,000 yards last year and was like, all conference at a good conference. Not like we're not talking about like a low conference, but like if you had a recognizable name who has been really good, hit the portal with one year to play and call Missouri and say, I want to come. Sure. There's always a, you can't turn that down scenario, but short of that. And I don't see that happening. I really don't think Missouri's going transfer quarterback. Um, I, I just don't. Um, <clears throat> I think they, I think number one, they, I'm not going to say there are no question marks about Connor Bazelak. Like, you can't have watched this season and have no questions about Connor Bazelak. They they know. They're not dumb, right? They they get football. Um, they know he needs to be better. Um, but I think they also have, have two younger guys in Brady Cook and Tyler Macon that they want to see go through spring football and compete. And then I think they're going to have a kid coming in and Sam Horn that you know, they don't want to do anything to discourage that kid. And if you take a grad transfer, right. it doesn't discourage him one year. But you absolutely don't take anybody with one more year of eligibility. And look, guys, I I know you're going to be mad about it, but this is not just a total guess on my part. I'll be pretty surprised if Missouri takes a transfer quarterback. I I, I mean, that's, that's just where it is right now. But didn't you just describe Spencer Rattler? I'm just kidding. Who's, who's, <laughs> yes, who, who I will be stunned if he does not end up at Arizona or Arizona State. More likely Arizona State yeah. because yeah. Arizona State. I think, he's got, I think he's got more than one year of eligibility left anyway. So. Also, yeah, Ari- I was just throwing it out there to be funny. Yeah, Arizona State is capable of winning football games right now. Arizona is not. Um, Justin Ferguson, <laughs> how many more four stars will drink get, especially with all the coaching changes and kids decommitting? So – 
we feel pretty good he's going to get one in DJ Wesselak. Right. So, if I set the over under at two and a half, is it more more or less than two and a half? Oh, you're asking me? I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll pick up another one somewhere, whether it's a decommitment or... Now, if you're talking about... Like, if you include transfers, like if some kid transfers that he was a four-star in high school, but he hadn't played the last two years, I guess that kind of counts, but it doesn't really count because it doesn't t- count nah. toward the rankings. And if you didn't play for two years, you're no longer a four-star. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 it. So I would go under. I think they pick up another one somewhere in addition to Wesselak, and I don't have anybody in mind, but I think they find one more. But I, I don't think they find more than that. Um, Kyle wants to know what's the story with Javian Gill, committed a few weeks ago, and then his offer was pulled <laughs> Sean, I mean, that was a, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that that is much, the story right there, right? Yeah, I mean he pretty much put it out there on Twitter. You know what happened? You know he pretty and look, we talked about it whenever he did commit. It was head scratching, weird, uh, quick, fast, out of the blue, <laughs> um, and it was just because you know they they offered him uh, like on Sunday night after talking to him, he he went ahead and accepted it, and they you know they made the graphic for him, and now they're obviously don't have room for him and i think it was just kind of a scenario where he was kind of on the fence and they're like and i you know he put it out there on twitter like the coaches said they're just not going to have any room for him so he's gonna you know uh decommit and, and look elsewhere so yeah i mean he pretty much kind of summed it up in his tweet and that could mean any number of things right it could mean they feel like they're in better shape with a high school kid or a transfer than they were before it mm-hmm. could mean that somebody on the current team told them, hey, I'm going to come back for next year when they didn't think that right. was going to be the case. It could also be as simple as this. They offered the kid, and he committed six hours later, and they were like, oh, hang on, man. Like, we, <laughs> like, like we, we, aren't, we weren't quite ready for that, but they went ahead and took him. And, and, and look, two things can be true. It's not the greatest thing that a coaching staff can do, right? Like, let's be honest. It's It's – Ideally, that doesn't happen. But also, there's not going to be much blowback here from a a JUCO kid who didn't have any Power 5 offers at the time and still may not. He tweeted out something about Colorado having interest. I don't know if he has an offer. But, like, ultimately, you don't do this to a high school kid from St. Louis. I I don't think this is going to crush Missouri. I don't think there's going to be any negative feedback. But you can think that and also think, you know, ideally it it could have been handled better. Yeah, I mean, ideally, if you really didn't want him, you just say, hey, uh, just hang on. I know we said you got an offer that's going to be contingent on, you know, this thing, this thing happening, and we'll let you know if that happens and we can accept your commitment, you know, going forward. I mean, I think that would would be the proper way to handle and communicate. I don't know if that – Obviously, it didn't happen. They made a graphic for him, and you know, <laughs> throughout the uh, the commitment, and everything, and then they, you know, they kind of backtracked on that. But yeah, I would have probably handled that a little bit different. But like you said, you can kind of get away with that with a guy like him. That you know, there's not there's not like power five schools kind of scratching and clawing to get him. You know, right. so right. Um, I, I just want to throw this up there. Eddie Rose said hi, Gabe. He did not say hi to you, Sean. So I, oh, I don't know well, what that cool, means, man. but yeah. Uh, what, what's his uh, just uh, Eddie? What's your uh, what's your handle on the website? I'll make sure that you don't ignore. I'm no bueno. Uh, says I see Drinkwitz is liking tweets from Brenton Cox, the former linebacker. Is this how recruiting works now? Like a tweet or two and see if they want to transfer. I mean, both yes and no. Like because 
I don't want to say that you can sometimes, based on who they like, what tweets they like, who they follow, like you can sometimes do a little detective work and find things out. Also, I would highly recommend that it is not a great use of time to just start going through lists of here's who he's followed and here's what he likes and all that because like it might actually mean something on like one out of 50 cases or something like that. And maybe this is that one. I don't know. Maybe Brenton Cox coming to Missouri. I have no idea. Uh, it's the first time, honestly, I've ever heard his name, uh, if you want the truth. But <laughs> in general, I would say it's like a, a 5% hit rate on, uh, on how often this actually means anything. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and look, Drinkwitz is pretty good at how Twitter is used and maybe throwing out some, you know, false trails and things like that. And, and, you know, uh, kind of creating some buzz. So he knows how to use social media. So, I mean, who knows, but yeah, I mean, just, just going off of who they like, look, and even, it could be Drankwitz, it could be any assistant coach. They like a lot of things, or they like a lot of players, and they're following a lot of players. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to come to campus. It doesn't necessarily mean anything's going to develop from that. You know, uh, I think it's just one of those where they're, maybe they like their film, and maybe they're like, hey, if we miss on this guy, this guy, this guy, who knows what where he's at on the board in terms of, you know, what dominoes have to fall and how many of those dominoes have to fall before he, they actually consider him a serious, you know, guy to offer and, and bring in and, and check out and bring in for an official and things like that. So uh, just so many dominoes. You can't really just go off Twitter likes and all that stuff. You got to do a do a little bit more research. And, and also like that, so. because like these people are human beings, right? Like, I mean, I, I like a lot of tweets. Sometimes I think they're funny. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, that was a good <laughs> right. story. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, I know this person. And I just, I just liked his tweet. Um, so like it, sometimes it has to do with about with football and with recruiting and things like that. But also who knows, maybe Eli Drinkwitz, like maybe he recruited Brenton Cox in high school and, they played Florida two weeks ago, and now this kid, you know, it, he's tweeting something. Right. I, it could be any number of things. So it's not a dumb question, and I don't mean to make it that way. It's just that it's one of those things where it means nothing until the one time it means something, right? And it, it does mean right. something just often enough that you've <clears> at least got to pay attention to it. But I, I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, Justin Ferguson uh, says, uh, Missouri offered OU decommit Demetrius Hunter, who is Marcus Scott's cousin. Any chance they take him and Dion Walker, or is it one or the other? Or would they take Deion Walker at defensive tackle? Uh, I had posted yesterday that Missouri was in Detroit and, and saw Deion Walker yesterday. Um, right. Sean, I, I don't know about you. To me, if you like Deion Walker, like if he wants to punt, you can just tell just tell him, yeah, you can punt. Cool. <laughs> take him as a punter and then move him where you want to move him. Right. Uh, I, we've talked about Deion Walker before, and obviously there's a lot of interest still there. Obviously he came for an official visit earlier this year. Um you know, he's been to campus this summer. I, all indications are they still like him on the offensive line, but like I said, that could all, you know, you might, you know, that could all change once he gets to campus. You just want to get him to campus, you know, tell him what he, you know, tell him what he wants to hear and say, hey, we really want you and, and we'll put you wherever, uh, I think they'll put him wherever he, uh, he, they deem fit whenever he gets to campus, if they can land him, you know, so uh, in terms of Demetrius, I did actually reach out and talk to him, um, that interest is very new. Um, when he tweeted out that offer, that was the first time he's talked to Missouri. So um, 
Um, he said he's very interested in learning more about Missouri, but uh, obviously things are very, very brand new there. Obviously, he does have the connection. I didn't really talk to him about Marcus Scott being committed there or anything like that. But, you know, look, uh, former Oklahoma commit, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other schools reaching out to him and showing him some interest and wanting to get him on campus these next couple of weeks. So we'll kind of see what happens with that. So Also, we need to be a little bit careful. Like, I know the tweet was from Marcus Scott's mom, and they very well may absolutely be cousins. But, like, that's right. something I've fallen in. Like, that is a word that sometimes is used on Twitter. And then when you find out, you're like, oh, no, they're not actually related. Right? Like, yeah. that's not yeah. a thing. It could just be like a friendship type of thing. Like, yeah, hey, what's up, cuz, you know? <laughs> exactly. So so we'll do a little bit more research on that. We're going to finish up here with a couple of uh, quarterback questions. I know that's shocking. Um, uh, to, and that's not a quarterback question. That's the Brenton Cox question again. Uh, Matt Hunterbrinker wants to know who do you both see as the first Mizzou QB to transfer out? So I'm just going to tell you what I've told our people on our website for 18 years. We don't push kids out like whatever. It will not surprise me if a Missouri quarterback transfers this off season, right? I'm not, I don't know who it is, who it's going to be is I think whoever comes out of spring football as the third string quarterback. Because I think right. that kid is going to figure out, okay, Sam Horn's coming in. There's probably not really a path to me ever being the starter here. So after spring football, there will be meetings, one-on-one -on -one conversations and all that. And I, I think it's very likely at that point that one of the three probably says, hey, if I want to play, I got to go somewhere else. But I actually think there's a decent chance that they all three go through spring football and that none of them transfer out before. Um, I, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at this morning. It might be different tomorrow. No, we, we kind of mentioned it earlier. I think quarterback's one of those positions where, you know, you've got guys like Macon and Cook that are going to kind of see where they stand after spring ball and then kind of assess where they are on the roster and, and make a decision based off that. So. Yeah, and, and you know you got to think Sam Horn's coming in, and obviously he's highly touted. So um, you know, a possibility, but who knows? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eddie Rose wants to know. He still didn't say hi to you, Sean, but he does want to know uh, who do you think Luther's quarterback will be? I hope it's Tyler or Brady. I I think it will be an open competition, like a truly open competition in spring football. And then whichever two are left after spring ball and Sam Horn and fall camp, I think it'll kind of be a truly open competition again. Like the ultimate answer to this is the one that is better between August 1st and September 1st of 2022. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to pretend to have any idea which one that will be. Yeah, I think he really just wants you to say Spencer Rattler. <laughs> what, what about Caleb Williams? I mean, he might transfer. That's true. You got to throw them in the mix too, you know. I mean, it could be like a five-man rotation here, you know. <laughs> I, I, no, could, I, could Michael Wilson get a ninth year and be the, the starting quarterback next year? Maybe. <laughs> it's not impossible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it's going to have to do with, um, like you said, just going based off the uh, previous question, you know, who's left after spring ball, you know, and then who's going to be the best quarterback, you know, in, in that rotation going in the fall and who's going to win it in the fall. So, um, you know. Who knows? Sam Horn might win it. Tyler Macon might win it. Brady Cook might win it. Connor Bazelight might win it. I, we I think know. we can end it there. We don't think Jack Samsel or Tommy Locke is probably going to win it, right? <laughs> I don't I, think so. I'm pretty confident saying that. So, yeah. Um, so, appreciate you guys with, with the questions and comments. And, and I know this is uh, – like, we've now hit the point where for about two weeks, this is pretty much all we're going to talk about. I mean, I – 
sometime next week, Missouri could start, you know, preparation for the like discarded root beer bottle bowl or whatever they play in. <laughs> um, so we'll go to those and, and we'll cover what we can cover there. But obviously for the next 15 days, it is heavily slanted toward recruiting and uh sean and i are going to be in touch a lot uh coaches all over the country um in-home visits school visits all things like that official visits over the next two this i think the next two weeks will really be interesting sean because like based on the dates sometimes the early signing period can can start as late as like december 20th but now it's december 15th which reduces the number of of official visit weekends you can have there's only two visit weekends before this uh before this early signing date so everybody that hasn't taken a visit that missouri has a shot at in three in two and a half weeks is going to be in here one of the next two weekends yeah the, the next two weekends be really interesting to kind of just follow to see who missouri can get in here for official visits and you know that really give us a good indicator on you know um, who's really kind of in the mix and, and who's really uh, taking Missouri serious here in, in down the stretch and the early signing period. So, yeah, definitely interesting times. Coaches are out on the road uh, visiting all a lot of the commitments uh, and a lot of top targets that you've mentioned on PowerMissouri.com, which you can sign up for for $20.21 a year. On our promo right now that's going on uh, throughout the this week and ends on Friday, so you can sign up there. And it's all behind the paywall there, guys. Yeah. You are you are yeah. getting the hang of this thing. And and Matt lets us know that Tyson Ford just doubled down on his commitment to Notre Dame. He tweeted, Coach Freeman, I was the first recruit you ever spoke to. Your words reminded me how great of a place Notre Dame is. I was with you then, and I'm still with you. Um, so, I, I mean, look, I, I think there's – if Marcus Freeman were to leave Notre Dame, there's maybe a chance Tyson Ford well, looks around wherever Marcus is, Freeman would there go. Is some, there is some talk that Brian Kelly is trying to bring him to LSU and make him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the yeah. Americas. So we're we're pretty confident that. that Eli Drinkwitz is not bringing him to Missouri. To be quite honest, <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, Freeman's going to be on Missouri's staff next year. So I don't think Tyson Ford probably going to be on Missouri's commitment list. So hey, in the course of thirty four minutes on this show, we answered a question. There are many more answers, yeah. but but we answered one, and I feel like that's enough for today. Well, yeah, one for sure. And you, you look, man, every question we answer is very hypothetical at this point. So, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll be busy the next couple of weeks, so we'll catch up with you later. All right, man. Later. All right, Sean Williams is our recruiting editor over at PowerMizzou.com. He handles uh, he handles all the day-to-day -day stuff. Uh, I just hit him up and say, all right, what do I need to do? Who's this kid? I've never heard of him. What's going on there? Uh, but Sean, Sean has you covered, and we do have – look, we're posting notes every day about where we can figure out the coaches have been, who they're visiting, who might be coming in. It is truly – like these next three weeks – if you want to get a membership, this is the time you do it. This is this is when it's of the most value. We're going to have bowl practices, transfers out. We broke three of the four transfers on Monday morning. Um, transfers in maybe, recruiting going on. Like Sean said, it's 20 bucks for a year. I mean, like you lose that money in your couch cushions over the course of a year. So give it a shot um, over at PowerMizzou.com if you don't already subscribe. And that's going to save you enough money. If you do that, that's that's 79% off our, our regular sticker price, right? So if you do that, it might save you enough money that you go, you know what? I'm saving so much money on my PowerMizzou.com subscription that I want to buy me a new house for Christmas. I, I want to buy my wife her dream house. And if you're doing that, you got to call Brandon Barnes. 
573-818-2772 or 573-590-0001, showmemortgage.com. Brandon is your guy in the Missouri uh, home mortgage business circle, uh, hemisphere, whatever you want to call it. But Brandon's the guy you need to reach out to. He's going to give you great customer service. He's going to give you the best rates he can possibly give you. And he's also probably going to talk a little Mizzou football recruiting with you if you want. He's on He's on our site. He reads the message boards. He knows what the fans are saying. And uh, he he probably knows more about Missouri football and football in general than any of us do. So a uh, great guy to, to hit up. And while you're signing your papers for your new mortgage, uh, you know, talk a little Mizzou football. So make sure to give Brandon a shout um, over at USA Mortgage. Appreciate him uh, being our sponsor on this show all year long. We're going to have two more of these before the early signing period opens uh, two weeks from tomorrow. So appreciate you guys being here. Thanks, Sean Williams, for his time. And uh, Mitchell Forty and I tomorrow afternoon have the 573 report. So we'll catch you then.